It's time for the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, featuring Jonathan Rates, Alex Huff, and Braden Pro. What is going on? Welcome to the Average Pros Podcast, a fantasy football podcast that brings you the clear, concise, and competitive advantage you've been looking for in the time you have been hoping for. I'm your host, Jonathan Rates, and I'm joined by Braden Crow and Mr. Alex Huff. What's up, guys? Hello. How are we doing? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> what about you, Alex? <laughs> Wait, that was your job, Jonathan. I'm sorry. We're still learning how to do this thing. <laughs> Not that anybody cares, but I'm doing well also. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's doing good. Let's just clarify. We're all doing good. But Man, I am excited, y'all, because uh, we made it to podcast number two. Uh, the process that has gone to this point feels like we've done a hundred, but uh, as as opposed uh, as the actual stats, it's only number two. But you know, one day we'll. We're look still back here. On- we're still here. Didn't think we would get this far, to be honest. Showing up half the battle, you know. So we're doing pretty good. <laughs> showing up, just yeah. Pull up your bootstraps. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, no need to to waste any time here. So today we're we're getting ready. Uh, you know, talking a little bit of NFL draft related stuff, but really just uh, things that we don't want to forget about. So we've got a segment uh, for copyright purposes. Of course, we can't have the song drop. So, uh, Braden, you got a little uh, "Don't Forget About Me" in you intro. Uh, I not not today. I've been okay, feeling a little under the weather, but <laughs> next 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 podcast for sure next time you got it but yeah today's segment we're going to talk about don't forget about me so who are those fantasy players that uh, maybe last year were injured or didn't get to play uh, because of xyz or or just really didn't perform well and that we are not wanting to forget about and so we've got got some guys that we want to just remind you about bring bring back to the forefront um so that you don't forget about them so Braden, i think think you got the first one there so who do you got man yeah, I'll take it away. So the first guy that I don't want us to forget about is Irv Smith. So um, if you are new to fantasy, there's a chance you may not even know who Irv Smith is. So uh, Not to be Irv- confused with Geno Smith. Yeah, not Geno Smith. We have all forgotten about him, and for many good reasons. So uh, Irv Smith, he was a dominant tight end at Alabama. He's been in the league a few years. He uh, plays for the Minnesota Vikings, um, and so... In August of last year, he got hurt. He was ruled out for the season. And because of that, Minnesota kind of moved some things around, brought in Chris Herndon, brought in Tyler Conklin, and Conklin was really the starting tight end. So um, really the reason why I don't want us to forget about Irv Smith is because the way they used Tyler Conklin. So I started looking at Conklin's stats, and I didn't realize this, but he had 16 red zone targets in 2021. Um, that is more, I checked, I tracked to see what other tight ends were getting in the red zone and he had more red zone targets than Dalton Schultz than TJ Hawkinson, than um, than Noah Fant, than Gronk. I mean, he had more than Kelsey even. And so, um, there's a lot of opportunities there for touchdowns to be caught. So, uh, Conklin obviously is not the same athlete that Irv Smith was graded at. Um, the reason why he was drafted so early by the Vikings. And so I just think that there's a huge opportunity there for him to catch touchdowns, for him to be an integral part of the offense, especially with a new coaching regime who's 
Um, they've paid Kirk Cousins. They're going to throw the ball. Um, and just with Thielen growing a little bit older, um, he may regress a little bit. So I just think there's opportunity there for Irv Smith to take a big step forward in an offense that really showed they wanted to use the tight end well. 16 red zone targets really catches me off guard there. That uh, right? That's a lot of – that's like I feel like Robert Tunyon – uh, numbers right there of, of opportunity. So pretty interesting, but, and, and I would just add even, um, you're kind of stealing some of my Minnesota thunder there, Braden, but I know I'm um, sorry. the Kevin O'Connell situation also kind of, I think makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, 16 targets that even if he converts four of those, I mean, he automatically becomes not just a relevant tight end, but a very good tight end. Yeah. I was running the numbers, earlier and so i don't have the exact number in front of me but if he had just caught so conklin finishes the 19th ranked tight end because he only had three touchdowns but if he had caught just two more he would have been a tight end one and so um i think there's just tons of opportunity with irv smith's athleticism to to capitalize on that so he could just be a good flyer at the end of a draft for y'all good stuff crow what you got for us mr alex huff I don't know why I throw Mister in front of everything as if it's like in question, and it's not. It's not. You are you are Alex Huff, but anyway. You know we don't want to get into politics on this podcast. It's just fantasy football. So, but <laughs> uh, so I will. I was actually I have two players, um, and Braden kind of broke the tie because one of them is also Minnesota Vikings. So we're gonna stay up in the is it North Midwest? Midwest. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know. Great Lakes. Why is it called the Midwest? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Way? It doesn't make any like sense. Mid East, you know. Yeah, no, nope. that's north. that's on like, the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in I guess in relation to like yeah. most everything else, but the relationship with the United States is stupid. We're talking just United States, Britain. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> the people don't want to hear about this. The guy I want to talk about, don't forget about, is Adam Thielen. And he, you might have forgotten about him because he, he played 13 games last year, but they were pretty injury riddled and he missed, I think after game 13 on. So any kind of your playoffs, whenever players are starting to kind of break out for playoff runs and in the championships and stuff like that, he was not there. But even at age 31, Adam Thielen had a very, very productive 2021 season in 13 games he had 10 touchdowns which i think from any wide receivers standpoint that's something that's definitely like um very productive in 2020 as well he also had 14 touchdowns so we kind of know at this point he's the established Kirk cousins red zone target and i think with justin jefferson's progression which is kind of the argument against adam thielen that just leads to more targets for adam thielen in the red zone because now not only does the you know the best corner on the team have to get Justin Jefferson, the safeties usually has to kind of shadow on that side. Maybe the outside linebacker kind of has to co- go over and cover him. So Adam Thielen is just kind of primed for um, honestly just a continuation of what he's already been doing in the last couple of years. Having said that also, he's a red zone target. He doesn't beat guys deep. He doesn't stretch the field, nor does he have to do those things in his latter years in the NFL. Um the, the other kind of point that I had mentioned um, in relation to the Irv Smith point was Kevin O'Connell, who just came over from the Rams as the new Vikings head coach, and he has a history of optimizing 
more than one solid wide receiver, right? If you think about these Rams offenses in the last couple of years, before even Cooper Cup broke out, you had at least Cooper Cup was relevant, Robert Woods was relevant, and then Brandon Cooks um, back in the day two years ago was also very relevant. And so Kevin O'Connell knows how to operate with more than one wide receiver. Um, Kirk Cousins already has a, a known rapport with Adam Thielen. Um, they've improved their offensive line. And kind of my big take-home point with this, don't forget about Adam Thielen, is he was going in kind of the early, mid-third round last year. He's going in the late fourth, or early fifth round, sometimes even the sixth rounds right now. Obviously, that will jump a little bit up. Um, but when you add rookies in, that's about where he's going to be going probably come August. So he's going around guys like – or he's going after guys like Brandon Cooks and Tyler Lockett and Mike Williams. And I think I would take Adam Thielen kind of as a wide receiver three – even as a safe wide receiver too, kind of easily over most of those guys. So just kind of a small reminder, don't forget about him. He's old, he's going to get discounted, but he's still somebody that's going to get you a very high floor as your wide receiver value. He will be injured some games, he will miss some games, but he's going to get you a lot of touchdowns. So just something to kind of kind of remember. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings win that division. I'm just going to say it right now. I, I would not be shocked with the coaching change and with the way he wants to build his offense and I just wouldn't be shocked if they dethrone Green Bay. Do we really need to go back to was it two years ago when you said that the Packers were gonna go eight and eight at best and they went thirteen and three and <laughs> yeah, won don't the listen NFC? To, all followers don't listen to Crow for NFC or, North takes. Every other division, he's he's incredibly accurate. <laughs> he has great fantasy advice, but actual real life football knowledge, not knowledge, but advice. I just, I just, Hey, and I'm a big our, Detroit Lions fan though. So yeah, you're just, that, that's more that's harsh. Just that's a, more that's harsh. just bad. I was you're glutton for, for punishment. Yeah. <laughs> also let it be known. Actually, no one will know it because we never released this episode, but I totally predicted the regression or the positive regression back to Rogers scoring all those points after Aaron Rodgers here or after Aaron fair. Jones here. That is fair, but but yes, I did say I did say they'd be eight and eight, and I was wrong. So, well, well, well. To be fair, for my Adam Thielen point, the Vikings were very mediocre this last year, and Adam Thielen was still very good. So even if they are better, he would just still be better. If they are mediocre, Adam Thielen has proven to be a very solid fantasy asset. So, yeah, I'd love just to have getting us back, getting us back on track there. <laughs> All I could think of the whole time when he said he's 31 and how late he's going is that Adam Thielen is available at the senior discount. Take what you can get, man. There's take what you can get. There's that for you. Uh, I'm the only dad of the group, so I can, I can have some of those, but well, man, I think I'm going to keep the wider saver, wider saver, (laughs) wide receiver talking is hard. Wide receiver train uh, headed in the right direction. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Allen Robinson, somebody that I don't know that necessarily people have forgotten about the name, but I think they've forgotten about the talent. Um, If you've been on Twitter at all, you've probably seen the video of him absolutely just running routes, um, him and actually Darnell Mooney both, but uh, and just the ball being delivered in absolutely terrible locations that are uncatchable. But uh, let me just tell you um, some of the quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has has had in his career. And you can you might need a tissue box for this, but uh, we've got Mr. Blake Bortles, we've got Chad Henney, Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton, 
rookie Justin Fields running for his life with no offensive line. And, uh, of course, Nick Foles. Now, I do have to say that wasn't Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, so pretty much Nick Foles, that Nick Foles is is useless. But uh, nonetheless, Allen Robinson has never had a solid QB, and now he has Matthew Stafford. Not only is he Super Bowl champion, but he's recently AT&T commercial star. And uh, he's also been the quarterback for the two most prolific receiving seasons of all time in Calvin Johnson and now most recently Cooper Cup. I'm not saying, don't hear what I'm not saying. Allen Robinson is not going to set new records uh, in terms of receiving, but I think that kind of to your point, Huff, about Adam Thielen getting a little bit of a lesser coverage, if you will, than Justin Jefferson, you'll see a lot of that same stuff with Allen Robinson. And uh, if you get Odell coming back with, you know, covering some of the the middle there of the field. And so I think he's going to see a lot of receptions, a lot of targets, maybe not as many touchdowns, but I think when you're, you're talking about where Allen Robinson is going to go in the drafts uh, you've got, especially you mentioned rookie draft. Uh, when these rookies start getting in the draft, people are going to pay premiums for the rookie wide receivers. Everybody's drooling over them and guys like Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, uh, these, these guys that have, have been staples in the league uh, doing their thing. Uh, for a while, we'll, we'll be there for you. So that's my don't forget about me guy. Uh, don't forget about Allen Robinson this year when you're going to your drafts or when you're looking to trade in the offseason. I mean, I think a lot of people have kind of maybe forgotten that he's now on the Rams. It kind of happened in during free agency when a lot of other stuff was happening. So you might be able to go get him at a pretty good price uh, if you're trading in Dynasty. So don't know if y'all have any thoughts about that. Yeah, actually, I mean, I definitely agree. I think I would be kind of a hypocrite to, you know, talk about um, Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams and then not acknowledging, you know, also that um, Sean McVay kind of has a, a hand in the two wide receiver formats that seem to be so um, productive for fantasy. But I think even going back to Matthew Stafford's Detroit Lion days, you know, like Marvin Jones was a very fantasy relevant player back back in the day. Um and while Matthew Stafford maybe isn't, you know, the greatest quarterback ever, he definitely produces for his wide receivers. And we're not necessarily talking about Allen Robinson, you know, being the wide receiver five on the year. And we're not really talking about that for any of these players to to be these, you know, buy low, you know, league winning guys. We're just kind of saying these are guys that have been forgotten about that you can buy at a discount and will be pretty much like really high floor players and, and they've been proven and, and could potentially have a, a big ceiling for you if everything goes right. And I think Alan Robinson is in that, in that category as well. Um, so I, I like it. I, I don't want to buy him, you know, super, super early. I don't necessarily want him every and every draft is my wide receiver too, but I think he's somebody that based on what you said with all the young hype and even all the first and second year wide receivers, he could really probably go, later than what his production will be throughout the year. So I like it. Yeah. And I, you know, I think whenever it comes to like wide receiver twos on a team, he's one of the best ones, right? You know, it's like, you know, yeah, I'd probably rather have T Higgins over him as like the number two on their team, but Allen Robinson's a great flex option and he's being drafted late enough. He can be a flex option. And so I personally think he's better than Robert Woods. And so, yeah, well, you're getting T Higgins. I mean, they're not in the same like draft tier by like three or four tiers, but would you, sure. I guess, 
based on this conversation, would you rather Adam Thielen or uh, Allen Robinson as your wide receiver two? As my wide receiver two, I would probably take. I'd probably take it's, Robinson. It's two different conversations. I've got to right? go Robinson too because it's it's either just like kind of production and probably not touchdowns or not as much production but touchdowns. So you're kind of after one or the other. Yeah, I'd rather have Thielen personally. Well, and to clarify, I wasn't comparing him like apples to apples with T. Higgins. I'm just saying, like from an NFL perspective and from a fantasy perspective, it's there seems to be like a it's boring to pick the number two option on a team, and you know it's there's very few exceptions to that rule. The Bengals being one and the chiefs with Tyreek and Kelsey was one also. And so the Buccaneers with God. Right. And Evans, yeah. So, you know, I think Robinson is an awesome option. I, I think he's better than woods. I think that if I had to bet where he's going to finish, which I'm shooting myself in the foot with this because I've been wrong before, but I, I mean, if he finishes as like the wide receiver 18, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, and I, I'd be happy with that with where he's being drafted. So, no, and and I think maybe a lot of our listeners, I, don't, I mean, depending on everyone will probably find out at some point, but because Robert Woods is on the Titans now, so yes. the the Rams lineup is Cooper Cup at wide receiver one, Allen Robinson, then Odell Beckham, when and if he gets healthy, right? I don't well, know. Well, he he has to be signed first, and he's not. That's, that's true. So yeah, it's signed and then healthy, and then if he stays healthy. So, right. uh, Allen Robinson is set up as a pretty solid wide receiver two for the team, which could amount to easily a wide receiver two in fantasy football as well. Yeah, and if the touchdowns fall right, then you're happy. And with a with a big frame like his, and who's proven in the red zone, who knows what could happen? I'll just leave it at this as the Detroit Lions truther and um, winning the pseudo Super Bowl last year through Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Greater sign, Kirk Cousins. Moving on. Where, do, where does where so, does golf rank with those three? <laughs> Too soon. We're not talking about golf. <laughs> <laughs> I just had it had to be said. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is nowhere near Matt Stafford, in my opinion. But nonetheless, I, I don't know if fantasy production necessarily has to equate to the quarterback, though. But hey, let's move. Let's You're move right. on. You're right. I'm definitely. I'm definitely looking at that from an NFL perspective, maybe not a fantasy perspective, but yeah, moving on. Uh, so round two, I think we got two guys here, each of us. So uh, Braden, who's your second guy that you're not wanting to forget about? Yeah. So the next guy I want to talk about is Michael Pittman Jr. Another um, wide so, receiver. I know we, we have so many receivers we're talking about. Um, so I don't want us to forget about Michael Pittman because he started off as a wide receiver one. He was, I think he was like the wide receiver nine through like nine or 10 weeks. And then they hit a, a rough patch. The entire Colts team did, but um, we know what Carson Wentz is. And so. Um, Except for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor looked great, but uh, everyone else did not, including Carson Wentz. So, um the thing with Pittman is he started off hot. He shows he has it. He is incredibly talented. He has the draft capital. He's the number one without any question. There's not a receiver that could come in um, and take him away from being the number one in this year's draft class. Free agency is pretty much over, so there's no free agent that can come in and take him away from that. And he's drafted relatively late because he disappointed later in the year. And so I just don't want us to forget about him. I think he's a great value there. Um and with Matt Ryan now, I mean, Matt Ryan, I still think he 
has it. I still think he's incredibly talented. I don't think that I don't think this is going to be a carbon copy of the Stafford trade to the Rams, but I do think that um, Ryan has enough um, in him to to make the Colts possibly a playoff team and compete. And so Matt Ryan has has had a wide receiver one since two thousand eight. Um, he's produced one, two, he's produced two, one year. Um, and so I just, I think he's going to continue to do that. And I think Michael Pittman is a, there's a chance that he could be a wide receiver one. And with looking at his touchdown splits, he's only had six touchdowns. So, um, his numbers and his, his total fantasy points aren't inflated from touchdowns. He's actually getting yards. He's getting receptions. He's getting open. He's running really good routes. Um, and so he has opportunity to grow to maybe nine or 10 touchdowns and then get even more yards with Matt Ryan. Now that's good stuff right there. Huff in the, the interest of time and trying to keep this inside your, your commute to work. Uh, who's your second guy? Yeah. Um, I can make this quick. So I'm going to actually switch positions here and go to running back. The guy I don't want us to forget about is, um, a probably one that, Many of the listeners uh, do not are, or are not particularly fond of at this point in his career, but it's Saquon Barkley. And part of the reason I don't want us to forget about him is because you probably have forgotten that he even plays football at this point. He's only played 15 games in the last two seasons. But what we do know is he missed be part of the 2020 season because he had a torn ACL. And historically, an ACL has for a player that incurs an ACL injury, the next season they typically have a dip in production and in, in whatever position they're in, we know that we can we can expect that next season to not be as productive as the seasons prior. So he definitely had a, the ACL injury season when a lot of people drafted him high and were very disappointed. And then this last year, again, he was, in, he was going in the first round and he was disappointed again. And a lot of that was just because he was not able to get healthy. The Giants were arguably the worst team in football at that in that season. I mean, it was just a kind of an all around everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Saquon Barkley. Um, there's been a lot of offseason hype so far. He's come out and said he's ready to go. He's excited. He's healthy. He wants to kind of prove everyone wrong. He's up for his fifth year option, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so he's playing to get a second contract, regardless of what we know about running back second contract, but he's playing well. Um, and then I'm going to mention this again, because both of my players have this situation, but they both have coaching changes. And we know that historically for fantasy football, players that move teams don't necessarily perform well, but a lot of the time, especially if we know the history of the coach, players that have a new coaching scheme oftentimes can step into a better role or a situation just because they got a new coach. And in this situation, Brian Dable is coming over and he's the new coach of the New York Giants. He has a very good historic percentage of receptions for the for the running back position, historically around the mid-20s, which if that's the case, that's kind of looking at early Saquon or kind of Penn State Saquon. Um, and those... those um, statistics bode very well for what he could be and again just like Adam Thielen a lot of my argument is he's going right now I kid you this is not a joke Saquon Barkley is going in the mid fourth round at the current ADP granted this is in late April but he's going in the late fourth round 
that's just he's going after guys like Josh Jacobs, Zeke, Elijah Mitchell. I'd rather Saquon over all of those guys simply because we've we know he can be a, an absolute RB one for fantasy football, and we've seen him do it. And if he has more pass catching, he's healthy. I don't think he's there's any dispute on what he could do with his talent. It's just about opportunity and health. So I think both those things kind of are on his side. I'm not necessarily making an argument for a bounce back. I'm just kind of reminding people how good he was and how little things need to go right for him to go back to what he was prior to this last season and the dip and how everyone kind of forgot about him. So that's something that I've kind of been the player that I've kind of been looking at um, and somebody that I've just kind of wanted to mention um, just to kind of, if especially if he's there in the fourth round, I, I don't know what a, what a better value would be um, just based on what the market's saying at the moment. Crow and I have vested interests in Saquon Barkley for different reasons. I uh, traded him to Braden for Joe Mixon and a pick swap. And uh, let's just call it how it is, Huff. I, I hope you're wrong <laughs> for my sake. Oh, he's right. He's for sure right. And and for the listeners to know, as soon as I saw that trade come through, I texted both of them and said, Jonathan, what the heck were you doing? That was that was the dumbest trade he could have made. But, you know, we'll see. I had had I say, we could. I mean, you, recency bias is a real thing, right? You know, you have a guy sit on your bench and play injured for, like you said, 15 games. I had him on my bench for that, all those games he didn't play and on my IR. So, you know, you kind of, you buy the dip. And so the art of the deal. We'll see. Sun Tzu. uh, (laughs) It's the first time Sun Tzu has ever been quoted in fantasy football. (laughs) I think that's the art of like, warfare i the art of the deal is a book yeah. written by donald trump so yeah i was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> i don't think that's the right hold on hold on though i did a book report on this i know it <laughs> is it not based off of that idea though isn't it inspired by that book? i don't know i haven't read it <laughs> we, <are. laughs> we are not authors we are not scholars we are fantasy football mediocre analysis <laughs> oh man donald trump and sun Tzu. no one has ever been on further ends of the spectrum well i guess i'll try and get us back on the track here but uh i'll finish it out stay same position as as alex there so uh we'll ch- stay with running backs i've got jk dobbins obviously uh, somebody you don't want to forget about i think a lot of people are are looking to again you mentioned acl injuries uh definitely probably Definitely, probably going to be a dip uh, from from what he did. But let's just kind of go back to the end of 2020 uh, when he was uh, the running back. He was a running back one. He was the 12th running back from week 11 to 16. So in the fantasy playoffs in 2020, uh, J.K. Dobbins was a stalwart, really uh, won people some championships. Um, He averaged as a rookie 6.1 yards per carry. Now that's historically goes down as you um, are in the league and people kind of see you. But uh, 6.1 yards carry is higher than Jonathan Taylor. It's higher than uh, a lot of other players that, that came in that, or higher than DeAndre Swift, higher than any other player in that draft class. So, And then I think what's really telling for me is the Ravens basically reverted back to their old backfield. After last year and all their injuries, their depth chart, their top three on the depth chart, pretty much read the same as it did two years ago. And so I think that just says the trust that they have in both 
J.K. Dobbins, but also Gus Edwards. They're they're they've got the Lamar Jackson rushing show, and uh, they're okay with those running backs. And so right now, uh, J.K. Dobbins consensus twenty one running back, and I think he finishes higher than that uh, in half point PPR leagues. So that is my last guy that I don't want anybody to forget about, and I think that um, that kind of does it. Unless y'all have any other thoughts on on those guys there. Yeah, I was just going to bring up like I agree that. Because I, I definitely in in uh, dynasty, definitely drafted J.K. Dobbins as a rookie. Love him, um, you know. Saw the kind of rookie season, the end of production. But I guess my my only question is, we as of recording this podcast, we know that Melvin Gordon has already signed with the Broncos, but he was in talks with the Ravens. Does that kind of concern you at all that they might not be overly confident in what J.K. Dobbins is or what his health could be maybe at the beginning of the season? I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned the ACL dip, but just to, to keep it brief, I think that's a, a really valid question, but they didn't sign him is kind of what I look at. And so they talked about it. I mean, they talked about a lot of things. They signed a lot of running backs that weren't as good as Melvin Gordon during the season out of necessity. But uh, I think that if they would have signed him, that's a different story. But at this point, it still is what it is before the draft anyway. That, that could change things, but Definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And if somebody does get drafted, I think, especially in Dynasty, you buy the dip on J.K. Dobbins because I think over Dynasty period of time, he's going to be pretty valuable. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And they definitely let, you know, Devonta Freeman and those guys walk. So they clearly have some some semblance of confidence in what he can do. So definitely agree with that. Well, that's good stuff, y'all. I think that just about does it for us. So thank y'all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show and that we livened up your commute on your way to work or wherever you're headed. If we did, hey, leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. And if not, I mean, there's always next time. Until then, we are the Average Pros. See ya. See ya.